The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus came down to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from the journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came down to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you do not even have a bucket and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand. Because salvation is from the Jews. The hour is coming and is now here. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? (coughs) (coughs) They went down out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is ready, already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. 
For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's gospel has become sort of one of my favorite analogies for where a lot of us find ourselves in the spiritual life. And this Samaritan woman goes to the well at noon in the middle of the day and encounters our Lord. And, and so it's significant that she's going to the well in, at noon in the middle of the day because she doesn't want to encounter anybody. It's sort of like... You know, when you have to go to the grocery store, but you're trying to figure out how do I avoid certain people or I'm going to go shopping at three in the morning at Walmart just because I don't want to see people. And uh, and I know at various times in my own life that I have slipped into kind of avoidant behavior or just not wanting to run into anybody, wanting to keep to myself. And usually those are times in which you know, there's something in my own heart that, or there has been something in my own heart that I just don't want anybody to know about. And so this woman goes in the middle of the day, probably hoping to avoid people, to get the water that she needs, and she runs into Jesus. And I imagine her seeing Jesus and being like, "Ugh, why is there somebody here? And she goes to our Lord, and she goes to get her water, and then Jesus says to her, well, give me something to drink. Oh, why are you bothering me? <laughs> why are you asking me for something? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. You're not supposed to be asking me questions. Just let me get my water and go home. If you knew the one that was asking you, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Like You don't even have a bucket. Like, how are you going to get this living water? Whoever drinks the water that I will give will never thirst again. And upon hearing this, the woman gets more interested because then this means that she won't have to come to the well in the middle of the day. She won't have to risk running into people. She won't have to confront whatever it is that makes her want to be avoided. So give me this water so I don't have to come here. And then he says to her, go get your husband. Go get your husband. And I imagine this woman feeling really shameful at that moment. And like this is the reason that she's coming in the middle of the day because she doesn't have a husband. So I don't have a husband. Well, you don't have one. You've had five and the one you're with now is not your husband. What you've said is true. And in that moment, our Lord speaks mercy into her life. It's not... A message of condemnation. It's just a message that I know you. 
I know what you're hiding from. I know what you don't want anyone else to know. And even though I know that I'm offering you living water, even though I know that I'm offering you living water, I want to heal the thing that makes you want to hide. I desire to heal the thing that you're hiding from. I desire to heal the thing that you're hiding from. It's okay that you have all this in your life, but I'm going to give you a solution so you don't have to be alone anymore. And in that moment, this woman's whole world opens up. And she realizes that he might be the Christ. And she ends up going back into the town and she tells everybody, come and let me show you someone who told me everything I've done. Somehow she's transcended whatever the shameful thing is that makes her want to avoid people. And she's going out to people in order to proclaim the gospel. And what we see in her is the fruit of true repentance. True repentance. It's this moment in which she realizes that she has no need to hide because our Lord can heal. And then she doesn't have to feel ashamed. She doesn't have to feel worried. She doesn't have to feel avoidant. She doesn't have to feel fear because our Lord's going to give her living water. And the only thing that that is left to feel is a kind of true repentance, a kind of true contrition, a kind of true sorrow for her sins. And it's that sorrow for her sins that opens her up to receive the grace that our Lord wants to give. And in this season of Lent, it's a time for all of us to renew that kind of contrition, that kind of sorrow for our sins, that that opens our hearts to the grace that Jesus wants to give to us. It's a time for all of us to examine our lives and to examine our hearts and to ask ourselves the hard question, which is, what am I hiding from? What is it about my own life that I want to hide from others? What is it about my own life that drives my fear? of encountering others or encountering our Lord in vulnerability. And the path of conversion for this woman was that question, bring me your husband, bring me 
the thing that you're most ashamed of. Bring me the thing that you're most afraid of. Bring me the thing about your life that you're afraid everybody's going to find out about. And then I'll give you living water. Because it is precisely shame and fear. Sometimes pride that says, I need to fix this about myself. That gets in the way of repentance. When you go to confession, do you feel true repentance? Do you feel sorrow for your sins? Or when you go to confession, do you feel like, ah, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fool, I'm... I'm an idiot, I didn't do what I needed to do, I'm a failure. Do you feel angry at yourself for having to go to confession? Or do you simply feel sorrow? Because if what we're feeling is anger for ourselves, and I should have done better and I made all these mistakes and that's why I sinned, that's just pride. It's a pride that says, like, I should be able to live in the life of grace without grace. Instead of the kind of repentance and sorrow that we feel simply because we've lost relationship with our Lord. And when we allow ourselves to feel that sorrow because we've lost relationship with our Lord, then our Lord can restore the relationship. And that is the desire of his heart. You know, in these last weeks, and especially over the last few days, we've all been experiencing this kind of isolation because of fear and our desire to not spread this disease, COVID-19, which is caused by the novel coronavirus. And, and I've experienced that in my own life because I was traveling recently and now like people don't want to meet with me in my office. They don't want to be around me. And it's a time that all of us can reflect on in the midst of this sort of isolation. And uh, I want to make, make sure that I'm not, you know, going to contract this disease. And we find ourselves more and more staying at home. It's a time that we can slow down and reflect on, you know, what does our Lord want to do in our hearts? How much has sin isolated us from others? How do I long to be reunited with people in my life? And how much more do I long to be reunited with our Lord? In our spiritual lives, there's an opportunity for this to be a privileged time in which we're all kind of slowing down and things are being canceled and, and we're able to simply rest. 
And it would be a great tragedy if we miss out on that opportunity to simply rest in him. Just to experience him. To slow down enough to encounter the one that knows everything that we've done and still wants to give us everything that we need. Everything that we need. And so today, let us pray that that this Lenten season in particular be a season in which we grow in repentance, in the experience of repentance. That our hearts are open to the one who wants to restore us, to the one who wants to restore relationship with us. That we allow him to cast out all fear, all worry, all anxiety, all pride, everything that separates us from him. That as we move towards Easter, when each and every one of us will renew the promises of our baptism, that that living water may spring up and well up within our hearts. That we may radiate his grace, his love, his mercy. To each person that we encounter.